those cultures that I've just mentioned have absolutely zero heart disease. And I, and I guarantee you that the Papua Highlanders aren't checking their cholesterol <laughs> or, or the Tarahumara. If their cholesterol is 180 or 200, they never have heart disease. Why? Because they are not eating in a way that injures their endothelial lining. I treat vegetarians and vegan all the time with heart disease. Vegans eat French fries. Vegans eat oil. Vegans eat glazed donuts. So that's when you make the transition from vegan to whole foods plant-based. Yeah. Whole food plant-based nutrition. That's what we use for our patients. Correct. Hey, everyone. My name is Andrew Alexander from Creating a Vegan World Documentary. And in this interview, we're talking with Dr. Esselstyn about how to lower cholesterol on a vegan whole foods plant-based diet. And as we're going to learn through the interview, cholesterol in itself is not a bad thing. And there's other things going on with your diet that could lead to heart disease. So in this interview, we'll talk about cholesterol, heart disease, the difference between vegan and whole foods plant-based diets, and everything around those. And if you like the thing he's talking about and you want to improve your health, there's a link in the description for a book that he published about more information on the topic. So with that being said, we're going to jump right into the interview. And I really hope you learn as much as I did when speaking with him. All right, so I've been reading a number of Facebook groups, people online who are on traditional American diets where they want to lower their cholesterol, they prescribe medications. And in some instances I write on the internet, there's ways to lower cholesterol naturally. So based on your experience, um, how could someone lower uh, cholesterol naturally? Well, <clears throat> the food, remember the cholesterol is made by the liver. And cholesterol is an absolutely essential molecule uh, because it, cholesterol makes up all the uh, membrane of, of, of every cell in our body. It's kind of the basis for our sex hormones and vitamin D. So it's really a, a pretty valuable commodity. And, and it's whoever put the human body together when they it gave the liver the responsibility for making the cholesterol. Now, I think your question was, uh, how do you reduce your cholesterol? Well, you want to reduce the amount you eat. And you, that, that doesn't really usually amount to much, but there are foods that contain cholesterol, and those are always animal foods. Well, animal foods hold cholesterol and dairy products and so forth. So really, when you eliminate meat and you eliminate dairy, and uh, at least for my patients, I've found that when you eliminate also uh, uh, oil, uh, that seems to drop the cholesterol significantly well. So when you give up meat and dairy and oil, I think you're going to find your cholesterol is going to really plummet. Great. And as I could speak from my own experience, I got high cholesterol last July when I got my blood work done, where my triglycerides are really high, my LDL is high, and I've been vegan for three years at that point. So when I reflected back on my diet, there's the oil. Are other things like sugar, pasta, and other things like that contribute to it as well? Yeah, yeah and I've had some patients who've had a nice profound drop when they've, uh, believe it or not, when they eliminate the grain. In other words, their energy food for a, a while is potatoes, but then they, they can reintroduce the grain one at a time and see which one may be the culprit for raising their cholesterol. 
Yeah, we've had sometimes 30 or 40, 40 milligrams per deciliter drop in cholesterol just when they stop uh, the grain. Well, how quickly did they see those results? Did they see the drop in cholesterol when they made the change? With two weeks, two weeks. Wow. How, how long should um, people get tested or how often should people get tested for this on a general basis? Well, where we're, where we're going now is that uh, I, we're making it, we're almost making cholesterol out to be evil. And that's, uh, I don't want that in this interview to make cholesterol to seem evil because as I said before, it's an integral part of every cell in our body. Uh, and uh, when you think about it, because this is probably gonna all come down to heart disease. And that is how much concern do they have in Okinawa about their cholesterol? Or how much concern do they have in rural China or Central Africa or the Papua Highlands? maybe the Tarahumara Indians in Northern Mexico. Those cultures that I've just mentioned have absolutely zero heart disease. And I, and I guarantee you that the Papua Highlanders aren't checking their cholesterol <laughs> or, or the Tarahumara. Yeah, they, but they never have heart disease. Why? They all thrive on whole food plant-based nutrition. Now, suppose their cholesterol just uh, happens to be, uh, well, uh, let's use American units for now, okay, rather than Canadian or something like that. If their cholesterol is 180 or 200, they never have heart disease. Why? Because they are not eating in a way that injures their endothelial lining. And when you protect the endothelial lining of the artery, Remember the endothelial lining of the artery, all eight tennis courts worth of it, if you spread it out flat, all those <clears throat> endothelial cells are making a gas, nitric oxide. And it is nitric oxide that is responsible for the salvation and the protection of all of our blood vessels. When we eat foods that destroy our endothelial capacity to make nitric oxide, now we're losing our protection from making blockages in plaque. Because nitric oxide has these wonderful functions. Do you want me to go into those for a moment? Absolutely, yes. Because nitric oxide does what? First of all, it keeps all those cellular elements within our bloodstream flowing smoothly like Teflon rather than Velcro. Number two, nitric oxide. Is the strongest blood vessel dilate in the body. You climb stairs, the arteries to your heart, the arteries to your legs. They widen, they dilate, that's nitric oxide. Number three, nitric oxide will protect the wall of the artery from becoming thick and stiff or inflamed, protect us from getting high blood pressure or hypertension. Number four, the key, nitric oxide in a normal amount will protect us all from ever developing blockages and plaque. So literally everybody on the planet Earth, whether they're from London, Berlin, Chicago, New York, or Boulder, Colorado, if they have cardiovascular disease, it is because by now in the previous decades, they have so sufficiently trashed, injured, compromised, and turned their endothelial system into a train wreck 
they no longer have enough nitric oxide to protect themselves from making blockages in plaque. However, the good news is that this is not a malignancy. This is a benign foodborne illness. And once you can get patients with heart disease to never, never again pass anything through their lips that is going to further destroy and already train wreck endothelium because then their endothelium recovers, makes enough nitric oxide so we can not only halt disease progression, but we often will see significant elements of disease reversal. Wow, so you mentioned things like the, what's called the oils, animal products, those are the, the main culprits. So once they remove those, and then yeah. for the whole food plant-based, does it need to be, uh, let's say 100? You, you, uh, well, the, you never, well, the reason you don't see the word vegan in my book, I treat vegetarians and vegan all the time with heart disease. Vegans eat French fries. Vegans eat oil. Vegans eat glazed donuts. So that's when you make the transition from vegan to whole foods plant-based. Yeah. Whole food plant-based nutrition. That's what we use for our patients. Correct. And in the ideal world, it's 100% whole foods plant-based. Have you seen significant improvements if let's say somebody eats a, a Beyond Burger once in a while and or is it a all or nothing approach? I hate failure. <laughs> if I have a patient with heart disease, do you suppose they were gonna ever look me in the eye and say, Dr. Esselstyn, how about on the weekends if I can just continue to belly up to the trough? And my reply is, well, wait a minute. You understand that the reason you have your heart disease in the first place is because you have so trashed your endothelial cells, you no longer have enough nitric oxide to protect yourself. And you're asking me if every weekend, two days a week, and that's 104 days out of the year, you're asking me if you can continue, continue to destroy your endothelial cells further. Absolutely not. No. I want, my goal is to not only stop disease, we want reversal whenever we can. That's definitely putting it clearly because as you probably tell from my language, most of my friends are vegan for ethical reasons. And then- No, that's, that's fine. Yeah. If they don't have heart disease and they want to be vegans, they probably are going to protect themselves. I'm just sharing with you what we do with the patients who have heart disease because sometimes uh, patients who are vegans won't have, won't develop their disease until they're in their 60s or 70s. Definitely. They don't have to have that happen. <laughs> so um, the whole, no end in the direction of the heart disease, but the whole cholesterol thing, you kind of like wake me up there where in parts of the world, they never really concern it. And the whole, no. like the genetic aspect of cholesterol it's not the genes of the Okinawans, not the genes of the people in Papua. Look, what happens to an Okinawan if they move over here and eat the Western diet? They get heart disease, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, really, the, 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 the emphasis should not be a, how much of the Western diet can I eat and, and still get a safe cholesterol? That doesn't work. 
you can drive your cholesterol down into a safe range with drugs. But if you're still eating the food that every time it passes your lips, you're gonna injure your endothelial cell, that doesn't work. Have the statin drugs been the salvation of this disease? They've been around for well over 20 years, right? And what's the number one killer of women and men in Western civilization? Heart disease, yeah. So they don't treat the root cause, they just address the symptoms, so. Yeah, exactly. And do you find from, uh, I guess, a human behavior standpoint, like what causes people change? So for example, when I had my triglycerides are high enough where they prescribed drugs, and I do not want to take pills if I could change the diet first. I went whole foods plant-based for two months. And then if, once I got back in the normal range, it's kind of like I'm working back in the vegan junk food. If your triglycerides are high, you want to be sure you eliminate all the simple carbohydrates. Obviously the things like excesses of fruit, fruit juice, can candy, cakes, pies, cookies. Uh, white flour. Yeah, white flour, white rice. You just want to stay away from the simple carbohydrates. The other thing you can add that helps dry, lower triglycerides is some amla powder. Amla powder, I never heard of that. A-M-L-A, it's from the gooseberry. Hmm. I'll try that. One te half teaspoon a day. You just mix with water or something? Cereal. Nice. Water. And then things like quinoa, brown rice, are those okay for that, for triglycerides? Oh, yeah, quinoa, quinoa, quinoa uh, so chia, no, chia seeds and flaxseed meal. Is that what you're saying? Uh, quinoa, it's just kind of, it's like a replacement oh. for rice. You... No, that's fine. That's fine? Great. Let's see what other questions I had here. Um, <laughs> I feel like you answered everything at all the questions written out and you got everything out there. So um, I didn't... I'm sorry, I didn't read a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think I asked like how fast can a whole foods plant-based diet lower cholesterol? You said you could see results within a couple of weeks. Oh, easily, yeah, for sure. And is there anything else on this topic that you want to talk about with heart disease, cholesterol, triglycerides, anything in those realm? Advice for people uh, that are listening to this? Well, I think that if they... Uh, <clears throat> If they want to protect themselves from having uh, the leading killer of women and men in Western civilization, certainly whole food plant-based nutrition will do it. And the exciting thing is there are side effects. You get rid of diabetes, <laughs> you get rid of hypertension, you get rid, rid of a risk for stroke, you get rid of the risk for vascular dementia, you get rid of ulcerative colitis and Crohn's disease and rheumatoid arthritis and lupus and multiple sclerosis, allergies and asthma. I mean, the benefits that come from whole food plant-based nutrition, absolutely, it's the seismic revolution that there is in front of us in health. The seismic revolution in health will never come about with the invention of another pill, another procedure, another operation. The seismic revolution in health will come about when we in the profession have the will and the grit and the determination to share with the public what is the lifestyle and most specifically, what is the nutritional literacy that will empower them as the locus of control to absolutely annihilate chronic illness. Absolutely. Love that. And um, what do you say for people like if they go to you as a doctor or other doctors like you, the love the work that you're doing? But then the doctor I went to, he took my blood work 
And he said, triglycerides are high. Here's the pill. Your cholesterol is high, but um, it's not of a concern. Didn't give me any advice about nutrition, just gave me prescriptions. And I'm sure there's a lot of doctors in America that go to the prescription first. So if someone, I guess, is in that route and they see a doctor that doesn't talk about these things, I'm sure they want to see someone with a medical degree that could guide them along the way. So yourself or other doctors, what advice do you have for those people? What people? People that, I guess, they, their general practitioner does not, I guess, prescribe I mean, whole foods plant-based. You, or... you mean patients? Patients, yes. All right. Yeah. Uh, if they don't want to take a, I don't know, they, they simply have to have, the only way you reach them is if they're educated because, you see, cardiologists are not mean-spirited people. They really want to probably have their patients get better. Uh, but five years ago, I was invited to become a member of the American College of Cardiology, which I did. They wanted me to be part of their nutrition committee. What is the job of the nutrition committee of the American College of Cardiology primarily? It is to educate cardiologists about the causation of the illness that they've been designated to treat. Because cardiologists, sadly, in their medical school training and in their postgraduate training, never received really any significant information about nutrition. And that's really, that's really got to stop because pills and procedures have nothing whatsoever to do with the causation of the illness. You see, really, when you think about it, <clears throat> ever since the days of Hippocrates, there's been a basic covenant of trust between the caregiver and the patient, that whenever possible, the caregiver will share with the patient what is the causation of the illness. And sadly today in cardiovascular medicine, that's not being done. Then yeah. I guess one more topic on a, on a separate topic mm -hmm. for people, they might have concerns going, let's say a traditional American diet to whole foods plant-based where the nutrition, so things like B12, I think is a K2, iron, protein, um, can you get adequate nutrition completely on a whole foods plant-based diet and do you need any supplements? Yeah, when Bill, uh, the late Bill Connor was a physician who went down to Northern Mexico and studied, studied the uh, Tarahumara Indians who eat primarily the three sisters, beans, corn, and squash. No nutritional deficiencies. Okay, they even we're not deficient in B12. Now I ask our patients to always to take B12. Because you see here in the Western world, we are so super hygienic. At every time washing our hands, we never, but if you're eating some dirt and you're getting the microorganisms that make B12, this is, you're, you're in good shape. But I'm not sure many of my patients are gonna eat dirt like they do. I don't mean by the spoonful, but in the, when it's in their hands and then they're cooking and it's uh, available. So I ask the patients to take B12. Now, as far yeah. as protein, there's, how are you gonna have protein deficiency? Look at the game changers, the film. You'll see guys in there, their muscles are growing out of their ears. There's no protein deficiency yeah, that, that I'm aware. Have you ever heard of anybody 
eating a plant-based diet who went to the emergency room and said, my God, help me out, I'm protein deficient. <laughs> Quite the opposite. I met a, a, a woman who, she's on whole foods plant-based, but she also can't any, eat any beans or high protein rich foods like that. And she's been in this for years for health reasons, because of digestive reasons, and she's never been deficient. So even further along the line, it's everything I heard is not a concern. <laughs> And where could people go for more information with your work? So I know you have books, you have a website. Well, there's a movie, Forks Over Knives. There's a website. There is, uh, yeah, there's, there's a movie, The Game Changers is a good one. Uh, and on my YouTube, you'll see several of my uh, uh, presentations, maybe an hour long or so forth. Definitely. I was watching one of your TEDx presentations talk that was showing about the, the images of the arteries and everything. So that's really good and definitely suggest people check that out. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for sticking through this interview to the end. And this was a really eye-opening interview for me because I went into it talking about how to lower cholesterol on a vegan plant-based diet or what foods lower cholesterol. But what I learned through the process is there's a lot more going on inside of our bodies that contribute to the underlying fear that we have, which is getting heart disease. So through his book about reversing and preventing heart disease through a whole foods plant-based diet, I just purchased that myself on Kindle. So I put a link in the description if you wanna learn more. There's other resources there. And if you like these types of videos, subscribe to this channel, check out his website, check out his book, and I'll see you on the next video.